0: BSO Live with Robert Littow, live from the BSO Studios of Long Beach, California. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Check me out every Friday on YouTube TV. Oh, School Sports with Rick Strong. Look, I know. I've been around for a while. Busy. Sorry. Don't hate me. But I, I got a new plan. I know I say that every couple of months. I got a new plan, and hopefully the new plan allows me to get you updated up-to-date, new, quality podcast every single day, at least four to five days a week. Okay, uh, you you, gonna, you feel me? I'm sorry. I apologize. You got to blame life. Got TV, got the site, got a girlfriend, got a dog. It's pretty outside. It's summertime. got to cut me a little slack. But I got new plans. Here's the new plan. I'll tell you what the new plan is. I wasn't going to tell you what the new plan is, but I'll tell you the new plan. Every time I do a story and I think it's interesting, right after I do the story, I'll do a quick five, 10 minute take on the story and record it throughout the day. That way I don't have to do a full podcast at night when I'm tired. I don't have to do it in the morning where I'm doing a bunch of different things just throughout the day. Five ten minutes every time a story comes across the wire, as they said back in the day. That's old school reporter talk. When it comes across the wire, then I come and talk to you about it. Case in point: Jay Crowder, former Celtics, uh, former Cavs for like five minutes, current Utah Jazz player. He called out Sixers Robert Covington for sneaking around with his baby mama. Behind his back. Now, I don't know if him and the baby mama are still together. But this is just a piece of advice for you, fellas. First off, I think what the kids say is this ain't it. You know, calling somebody out on Instagram as a grown man, that ain't it. Let's not do that. Let's not be those type of guys. Now, furthermore, because it's, it's weird when I do these stories, I'm like, hmm, these names sound vaguely familiar. (laughs) And then what I do is I put them in a little search box, the BSO search box. I say, oh, I did stories on these people, you know, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. In this case, I did a couple of stories on Jay Crowder and Dana Lambert, his baby mama, going all the way back to 2016. First thing is he didn't even want to claim her. That's the first story. But the more interesting one is that the baby mama was arrested for spitting on some chick at, at a Clippers game because I guess they were all in a Lou Wheel situation and didn't work out. But Jay was still, was it Ja? Jay, Ja was still messing around with the old girl and allegedly slept with her in a guest bedroom while his entire family was there, including the kid. So she was upset, spit on her. Ran like Usain Bolt, allegedly. And then was arrested. And now come to find out, I guess she's dating or messing around with Robert Covington from the Sixers. But, I mean, the circle, as I like to call it. And who these athletes date and mess around with is very, very short. It's a small circle. I don't know why. Why? I would imagine if you're an NBA player, you would have your pick of whatever woman you would want, more or less. Why would you pick someone that only messes around with other athletes? Like, if I was an athlete, and like I said, maybe they have a reason for it, I don't know. If I was an athlete, and some girl hopped in my DMs, and she was like, hey, and I said, hey, and I saw that she had been with, She had a baby with Jay Crowder Had dated Meek Mill, Floyd Mayweather, Money Team, half of the, you know, the the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, I'd be like, you know, I'm good. I'm good. Let me go try to find a doctor or something, a nice nurse, maybe a teacher, maybe an executive assistant, maybe a, a project manager. Maybe not the same person that, that slept with half of the NBA. Look, guys, it's not me to judge, okay? You like who you like. I was actually talking to a friend of mine about this. Uh I won't say any names to protect the, the guilty. But I bet I, I was getting I was almost I almost said who it was. Almost. But uh she had been friends with a NFL player before the NFL player became. And let's just say the NFL player, once he got drafted, became famous, really famous, really quick, really quickly. At that point, the NFL player dropped her and basically started dating girls that looked exactly like her, but were just a lot more dumb. And not as driven and not as outspoken and who didn't challenge her. And that's what I tried to explain to her. I'm saying, you know, I'm not... Athletes are just like regular people in the sense that in some instances, you can be smart at one thing and dumb at a lot of other things. Just depends on what your talent is. So an athlete can be a genius at basketball, football, soccer, baseball, whatever. Doesn't mean that they're actually bright about other stuff. And an athlete... Especially one that's being told how great he is, a young athlete being told how great he is, a lot of times don't want to get any pushback. They just want the eye candy, do whatever I say, don't care if I'm cheating, don't care if I'm sleeping with 100 girls, you know, because some girls just want the clout. They just want to say, hey, I'm with so-and-so, I'm hanging out. They want to be able to get in the club, they want the vacations, they want to go to Vegas, they want to go to Aruba, they want to go to France. So they don't care about the other stuff. And I think a lot of athletes, those are the girls that they want. And those type of girls, you know, a lot of times are the same type. And they jump from athlete to athlete. Because one of the things a girl told me once when she had a baby by an NFL player, dated a bunch of NFL and NBA players, it always turned out bad. And I asked her, I said, well, why are you dating the same type of people if it always turns out bad for you? You always are like, I can't believe this happened. It did me so wrong, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, well, why don't you date somebody else? And her point was, once you get accustomed to a certain lifestyle, it's hard to date a plumber. It's hard to date a business manager. I mean... and, and I was like, and it was weird because she's like, look, it doesn't even matter if the person is making six figures, which by any account, it should be a pretty comfortable lifestyle if you're making, you know, $150,000, $200,000 a year. I mean, you should be okay. You should be able to upsize your meal whenever you want to. But that's a big difference from someone making $10 million, $5 million, $20 million, $30 million a year. It's just a different way of living conclusion, I think Jay Crowder was soft. And I would tell him that to his face. I don't think he's soft. I think his way of handling the situation was soft. You know, he's had issues with this girl from the jump. They're always arguing They're in and out of relationships. This is the woman that he chose to have a baby with. And if it was finally over and she decided to jump to a, a younger player, you know, you just got to take that L and keep it moving. Let me tell you something uh, about the media that I've told you before, and i tell you again. It's a con game. Now, it can be a dangerous con game at at some point and sometimes, but it's still a con game. Soon as I started watching LeBron, the shot, I already knew what was going to happen. See, a regular person, a rational person, a non-racist person, a non-MAGA person, a non-Trump person, a non-self-hate person, would have watched that show and be like, this is very interesting. So thought-provoking stuff. They didn't, even the people on the show, on the shop, Draymond, LeBron, uh, uh, Michael Bennett was on there, OBJ, they didn't all agree with everything each other was saying, because that's the whole point of being in the barbershop and having a barbershop conversation. But as soon as I started watching, I knew what was going to happen. I knew. I knew. Because that's how, that's how media works. When you're in college, they tell you you're supposed to be unbiased. You're supposed to be unbiased in your... In your reporting. That's different. In 2018. In 2018. It, it's, it's almost everybody's bias. In, in some shape form or fashion. And you have to take a side. You have to blame Trump for that. You have to. Decide which side you are. Are you on the Trump side or are you on the non Trump side? And that goes for sports media as well. It's very obvious who's on the Trump side of things. It's obvious. And you know who isn't on the Trump side. Now, if you're not on the Trump side, as you can see, uh, your job could be in jeopardy on some of these networks. As I always said, If you're a black person in media and you talk bad about black people, you will always have a job. You will always have a job because the Trump side of media. Always need a black person to say the stuff that white people can't. You understand what I'm saying? That is why. People like Jason Whitlock and others have jobs. So I wasn't surprised by when Jason Whitlock came out and said all of these things about LeBron. I wasn't surprised that Clay Travis gets another job on FS1, even though he's a flaming racist. I'm not surprised by it, because that's how it works. If you're anti and not for black people, you'll get work. It's as simple as that. The question is, how do you handle it? Because the things, the the problem is, in the catch-22 situation is, you want to say that these people are idiots. You want to call them out. You want to expose them, right? But, here's the thing. By exposing them and calling them out, they don't care. They don't care at all. All they want is the attention. If you go to the Speak for Yourself Twitter page, which video has the most retweets, the most replies? Whitlock talking bad about LeBron. Does it matter if the replies are negative? Or does it just matter that people are clicking on the tweet, watching the video, saying, I got to watch this show, even though I don't like this guy, I got to watch it tomorrow to see what else he says. about LeBron. It's a con game. Best way to handle it, of course, would be to ignore. It. Now, I understand the problem with the ignoring, because you feel like if you ignore, it, you're letting them go unchecked. But I'm telling you, they don't care. They don't care if you check All they care if you're watching, you're listening, you're you're reading. That's all they care about. So say what you got to say. Get in and out. Don't spend six hours of your day on it because that's what they want. They sitting back, counting the money and laughing. Laughing at you. And I tell you this because not to high horse the situation because I do it too. I try to do it in stories that aren't very serious. I may troll on, for instance, you know, Ben Simmons and Kendall Jenner. Now, why? Because it has nothing to do with nothing. It's silliness. You know, Tristan Thompson and his thought to ride. These are silly things. A Florida man story. These are silly things. You understand? I wouldn't do this about something serious like racism. White supremacy. Prejudice. Stereotype. Police brutality. Sexual assault. Domestic violence. No joke about that. There's no funny headlines for that because when you do that then all of a sudden you know you lose your credibility so I'm just telling you what's happening I just want you to know you know, you handle it the way you feel like you need to handle it when you see these type of things but just know that these people they're, they're just trying to push your buttons so they can get more views more listeners, more readers whatever it may be You know what we need? We need more Jalen Ramsey's in sports. And what I mean by that is we need people that aren't afraid to speak their mind, but they can also back it up on the court, on the field. Unfortunately, once again, because of media, players don't like to actually say what they're actually feeling. That's actually what's good about the, the shop that LeBron did because it's actually these are actual thoughts that these players have. These are thoughts that you would want, you should at least you should at least want to hear during the season in the offseason, but you don't because the media will twist it and make it into whatever they want to make it into. That's a problem. Now, the issue is this. And this is, the, this is the crazy thing about it. The media always talks about how they want players to say things interesting. Can you say something interesting? I, I need something interesting to write about. Then when they say something interesting, they villainize them for it. I'm not trying to bash the media. I'm not trying to be Donald Trump. I'm just trying to let you know the games that they play. There's a lot of games that they play. So I like when Jalen Ramsey comes out and he says, Danny Amendola is trash. But he explains it. Like when he talked about Gronk and he said that Gronk is overrated. Then he explained why. It's because that he's bigger than and faster than a lot of the linebackers that cover. Him. So when you put him up against an elite corner, yeah, that's trouble. You know, they can cover on that. Doesn't you can disagree with if Gronk is overrated or not, but he's just telling you what, you know, he feels about it. That's what you should want. And then you should want someone that has that confidence and then goes out on the field and, and more times than not backs it up. That's what you should want. Right? Isn't that what you should want? But you know. You know know how people are, man. They always like to twist things and make them into different stuff. Uh, Shout out to Amber Rose. Uh, She's dating a new baller. Nuggets, Monte Morris. She's falling in love again. Nothing worse than someone that falls in love really quickly. You know, you fall in love so quickly, in and out of love, like you really don't know what real love really is. You know what I'm saying? You were in love three months ago with a guy, you know, a rapper, you were sniffing his underwear, and then, you know, less than three months later, now you're in love with a basketball player. And that's, in general, that's not how it works. And I feel like a lot of times these young rappers, entertainers, ball players. They have their fun with Amber, they get the clout, and then, you know, they get tired. And then she's in the same situation she was in before. Same thing I talked about. It's a lifestyle thing. You start you date rappers and ball players and that's all you know. Just levels of the ball players and rappers that you date. And maybe this is the one. Maybe they get married and stay married for 40 years or What's more likely based on history is in a couple of months they'll go their separate ways. And then it'll be another ball player rapper to take place. And eventually she'll be doing this until she's 50 years old. Not trying to be negative, you know, but just trying to keep it real with you. I'm I'm like the I'm the media's Jalen Ramsey. College football is starting in earnest this week. And with college football, this is all you really need to know. Look, I, I'm never gonna hate on the fact that they have a playoff system because honestly, I didn't think they would have a playoff system in my lifetime. So the little final four that they have, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna rag on it too much. But you kind of already know what's gonna happen. Uh if you if you if you gotta lose, lose early. Don't lose late. That's the most important thing. Uh, but basically, what's going to happen is that uh, one-loss undefeated teams out of the SEC, uh, the Big Ten, likely the Big Twelve, and Pac-12. Likely, those are going to be your four, you know, teams. Might always, you know, might throw in someone else. Oh, the ACC. So out of those five leagues, you're normally going to get your four playoff teams. What normally happens is one of the leagues end up with a champion with two losses, and that's what ends up kicking them out. So that's what's going to happen. Not that you shouldn't watch, that you shouldn't watch college football, just just no. So if you're a team from a smaller conference, then it's pretty much, you know, it's nothing you can do, even if you go undefeated. If you're going to lose, lose out of conference, it's always easier. Because if you lose out of conference one game and you run, you know, undefeated in your conference, then you're good to go. So that's all you got to look for. Don't overreact to early out-of-conference losses. The problem is, is when you're late in the season, you're undefeated, or maybe you got one loss and then you take another L. But even though the NCAA is problematic, um, I guess at the moment they're not as problematic as the NFL. Sometimes you're aware of everything that's going on and that's fine, but you just want to watch the game. In that little period, and I'm not talking about the anthem and stuff before the game. I'm talking about during the actual time of the games you just want to watch the game What you know stuff protested for two minutes before the game doesn't bother me at all but once the game actually starts then i you know sometimes you just want to concentrate on the game and then after then we can go ahead and talk about whatever we need to talk about that's what i, I never really understood about the anthem protest it happens before the game and nine times out of ten no one even you know sees that anthem. Uh, yes, that's a fire truck. It's okay. I don't do edits. Well, sometimes I do edits, but for the most part, we just roll through. Yeah, like I said, I never understood that. The anthem, like I said, nine times out of ten don't doesn't even get seen. Hell, I watch the red zone channel. So when the game starts for me, it's a you know kick off. Nothing else. That's all I care about. Who's scoring touchdowns? But alas. You know how that goes. That's that's the MAGA trumpets. Of course, my school is The Ohio State University. Caught up in a lot of controversy the last couple of weeks. But just like anything else, if you win and you're white, you can get away with certain things. And I think the fact that Urban, it's not, here. I think the thing that saved Urban Meyer as a practical thing is that he wasn't the one that was putting hands on anybody. It's hard to fire someone for, I guess the best way of putting it, being a creep in the sense of not caring, but didn't actually do the act. It's kind of like, you know, if if you watch something happen, you don't report it or you don't help it makes you an awful person, but, you know, not as awful as the person that's committing the actual act. And I think that's why he was able to get off. But, you know, still going to be – let's just be honest, Still going to be Alabama. Still going to be Ohio State. Still going to be Clemson. Um, maybe USC. It's going to be those same teams that we've been – Georgia. It's going to be the same teams that we've been seeing for a while. Oklahoma. There's always going to be the same, more or less, the rotation. Maybe somebody else sneaks in. Somebody has a good season. Maybe somebody from the past recaptures his glory like a Miami or a Florida State. But in the end, it's, it's, it's very similar to the NBA. You know when the season starts, who are the teams that are going to be right there at the end. It's a it's a finite number. Same with college football. NFL contracts uh, suck. And I'm saying that relatively, because obviously if you're making millions of dollars, your life doesn't suck. Well, I mean, it could suck, but not from a financial uh, situation. See, you always got to take it apples to apples. You always hear people say, well, you know, they could be working at Burger King. Well, of course they could be, but they're not. You always hear people say, man, athletes get paid too much. That money should go to teachers. Well, that's not their problem. That really is not their problem right now. I get without being specific. <laughs> I get low seven figures. Is that right? The seven? No, wait a minute. One, two. Not seven. Relax. Relax. One, two, three, four, five, five. I get low. Five-figure checks each month. And you know what I'm doing currently right now? I'm currently on my couch. I have some shorts on, no shirt. Looking at outside the window. Beautiful outside, by the way. California is beautiful when you're not driving. <laughs> looking at some palm trees. Looking at the water. Laptop on my lap. Got some coffee on the side, phone on the side. Writing stories about Jay Crowder. baby money. Seven-figure checks. Now, that doesn't add up. That ain't right. No, not seven-figure. Five Five-figure. I wish they were seven-figures. Five-figure checks each month. Each month. That's not, but see, just because you're not getting five-figure checks, it's not my problem. If you want to pay me for it, I'm not going to turn down the money. The problem is, is relative to other things. So if I'm getting five-figure checks, and someone is also sitting on the couch, shirtless, looking at the water doing jay crowder baby mama stories and they get six figure checks i'll be mad (laughs) doing the same thing i'm doing now you know sports there's different sports you know there's basketball there's baseball there's tennis there's golf there's football badminton horse racing a lot of different types of sports football though the nfl specifically is the only sport where when you sign a contract the money that's in said contract is not necessarily all the money that you're going to get sign a contract in basketball you get all your money unless you know you decide to take a buyout because you want to be free but it's your choice if you don't want to take the buyout you get all your money that's why basketball players sign contracts. they don't even be playing, and they're still getting checks. All the money is owed to you. Same in baseball. That's why Alex Rodriguez was still getting paid. That's why Albert Poole hosts to be 74 years old and still getting 30 million. You sign the contract, you get the money. Even in sports that are singular, the check is the check. You win the tournament, you get the check. That's how it works. Only in the NFL, you sign a contract on the dotted line, and the amount of money that's on that contract is not guaranteed to get in your pockets. Probably, and I'm just guessing here, but this is just based off of what i know you take besides rookie deals and even those maybe maybe anywhere between 10 and 20% of the money that's on those contracts gets paid out at full I just, out. this just came down through my timeline about Rob Gronkowski, bro. Says, I'm just going to read this it. from Adam Schefter. Now I'll tell you this is exactly what I mean. Patriots rework tight ends Rob Gronkowski contract adding $4.3 million to his contract this year per Rosen Sports, that's Drew Rosen. Added $1 million in per game bonuses, $3.3 million in incentives, boosting max value to 13." million. Point zero five zero million, similar to Tom Brady's structure. So instead of Gronk, just make it thirteen million. If somebody blows up his knee, he's losing a million dollars. They blow up his, now. I don't want this to happen. I'm not trying to say this. saying blows up his knee in the first game. He loses what? The other the the, the, the uh, not a million dollars, but he loses some part. It's a million dollars, not per game. He didn't really say it. It's, what it is. It's up to a million dollars, he loses some money. But if it's sixteen games, what? That's probably what like seventy seventy thousand or so per game in in roster bonuses or in game bonuses. So if he if he only plays two games, he maybe gets one hundred and fifty thousand and loses out on the other. You know. 850. That's what I'm talking about. They're terrible. And I don't even want to get to the I, I get to WNBA in a second, but Aaron Rodgers was talking about how NFL players don't have any leverage. Like basketball players. That's not true. Aaron Rodgers is potentially, you know, the best quarterback in the game. If he says, listen, um I want a contract, I want all my money. Then eventually that's what's gonna happen. So I got a lot of respect for Kirk Cousins. A lot of respect for Kirk Cousins. So you're gonna pay me what I want you. I play for the franchise tag, the franchise tag, make a bunch of money year after year. Then I take a three-year deal, 86, 87 million, I get all my money. All of it. I don't no roster bonuses, no workout bonuses, no come to train, no no four thousand yard bonuses. All of my money in my pocket, and it's crazy because NFL players. That's the most dangerous sport out there. They're the other ones that get their brains scrambled. They're the ones that can barely walk. They have the shortest lifespan, like little lifespan. I'm not talking about they. They do have the shortest. Like playing lifespan, but they also actual lifespan could take years off your life. But they don't want to fight guaranteed contracts. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Say the the thing with the WNBA, their issue is the percentage of revenue that they're getting. NBA players get 50% of the revenue. WNBA players get 20%. Now, simplistically, you're like, well, why don't they get 50? The question is, how much revenue is out there to split? If there's not uh if the re- if, if you gave WNBA players 50% of the revenue, would the teams be able to function? Would they be able to pay everything else? That's the thing. That's that's the major part. Nobody seems to, you know, know. How much money are they actually making? If the teams are losing money or barely making revenue, then maybe 20% is all they can get. I don't know why they keep taking shots at NBA players. Once again, that's not your problem. And no, it's not the same. And this is not a an equality thing or uh, you know, pay, you know, thing. This is not a men and woman thing. It's it's just true it's not the same you're not LeBron you're not James Harden you're not Steph Curry that's not their fault you're just not you know more people know Harrison Boyd's than Skylar Diggins. that's just the way it is it's not not Harrison Bournes' fault that when he was a free agent, that was offered to him. Don't don't worry about his stats if he was an all-star. You shoot 40% from the field. You were the fact that you could be an all-star shooting 39% from the field says a lot about your product. Don't do that. Once again, go to your union. Let's see the books. Is there more money to pay us? You play 30 games. They play 82. They play a lot longer postseason. You know, they they have a much bigger television contract. It's not simply, oh, well, we play better than the men. Not necessarily. And frankly, NBA players have been very supportive. Of the WNBA players. Wants them to get a little bit more. So for them to stab them in the back like this. Is cold blood. Contract. If you get a contract. And it doesn't pay you. What it says on the contract. That says a lot. About the company. And a lot about you. Colin Kaepernick wanna court case against the NFL today. The NFL was trying to uh, get his collusion case uh, dismissed. It's one of those situations where the thing about court and the thing about laws and the justice system and the legalities of everything is that sometimes even though something is common sense, it doesn't mean that you can actually win the case. Like we knew or we know that, that George Zimmerman is a killer, a murderer. But he got off. We know a lot of these cops uh, are dirty and shady, but they get off because they use the legal system and the justice system uh, to their favor because it's skewed toward white people and white privilege. We already know that. Right. It's not for black people They use the justice system uh, to put black and brown people in jail because it's for financial reasons, financial and societal. Financial, because of the prison systems, is basically cheap labor. It's societal, because if you if you have a record, even for the smallest thing, it's very difficult to get a job. It's very difficult to rise up out of that uh, economic anxiety. So we already know this, right? And it's the same with Colin Kaepernick in the NFL. We know, common sense, that he's been blackballed and it's collusion. We know this. Um, it's not hard to tell. I mean, the owners have been pretty dumb about them actually saying it. They say things all the time in private that becomes public and in public that essentially says that because Colin Kaepernick took a knee, we're not going to employ him. Now, the thing that legality-wise that helps them is that Colin Kaepernick was not Tom Brady. He was not Aaron Rodgers. He was not Cam Newton. He was not Russell Wilson. His seasons before the black balling wasn't so great that him not being employed, you could say, was you know obviously collusion. Even though it's obvious that's what's going on. And just enough reasonable doubt, uh, just enough plausible deniability to try to make it work. But we know. Everybody knows. When the president is saying it, when MAGA is saying it, when the owners are saying it, Jerry Jones, uh, the owner from Houston, uh, all of these things are coming out. John Elway lying to the people. We know. Uh, But what this ruling proves is that there's enough evidence for the case to go forward, which is obvious. But you can never necessarily say things are obvious with the justice and legal system because they screw us around so much um, i don't know what the end game is in this normally with stuff like this there are settlements but if you're Colin kaepernick if you settle uh kind of kind of takes away from what you're really trying to accomplish unless the settlement in and of itself states that this is why they did basically they admit, uh, you know, to, to their dealings, you know, the that they, it's a collusion, admit that they blackballed, admit that they see racism and social uh, injustice and police brutality as a distraction, as opposed to something that, you know, you should actually want to talk about. So we have to see how it goes. Uh, Like I said, common sense says he should win the case. But there's a lot of black men in jail. Uh, There's a lot of brown people in prison. Uh, There's a lot of white people that have gotten off with either slaps on the wrist or no time at all, regardless of the common sense that's been going on in their cases. So we have to see how it goes. Thank God the NFL preseason is is almost over. That's that's a terrible product I'm looking at right now. That is a terrible product. You know, you know when you're you're old, if you ever want to know how you're old, this is a good way to figure it out. When you're watching college sports and someone is called junior from a player that you vividly remember playing, in the NFL or NBA or whatever MLB, I just saw Antoine Winfield Jr. return a punt for a TD. Antoine Winfield, a Buckeye. Pretty sure that he, I. It feels like he just stopped playing like two years ago, <laughs> but I'm imagining that it's been longer than that. Right, let me look it up right quick. But the fact that his son is playing college football makes me feel pretty old. That would make sense because he's about as old as I am. His last year in the NFL was 2013. So it wasn't that awful. It wasn't that long ago. Now his, now his, his kid is playing. Yeah, that's that's crazy. He is a, is he, a year younger than me. Ah, that's out of control, man. Uh, shout out to my good friend Sarita. Uh, it's her birthday today. She's getting old too. That's the thing about life, you can only get old. You can't get younger. Sometimes I wish we can go in the speed force and go back in time in the DeLorean. But alas, that's not happening. We're all just old. I was watching, um, we were talking about old school WWE back when it was the WWF. And who who sold the stunners the best. And you see The Rock and you see uh, Razor Ramon and, and the young Shane McMahon. Hell, even Trump sold the stunner terribly, of course, because he's Trump and everything is terrible. What a time to be old. That's okay. So, like I said, I get this is a little preview going to be Thursday and uh, Friday, uh, but then, of course, starting in September, we're going to try to do it at least three to four times a week with the podcast. You're going to start getting it. You're going to start getting it uh, a little bit more because I'm, I'm glad that I I did I, I did this new way of doing it because i'm tired man i'm already tired that was the problem god like, oh, you know i do it in the morning i'm like was oh, too much going on in the morning I say, how oh, i do it you know at night and then i'm too tired i'm washed because i'm old i'm supposed to mop or something but it's not happening brother type well like i said well test it out before the end of the month Gonna roll into September. Each day, I'm sure there's gonna be something weird going on, and I just stop and talk about it, and then, you know, we'll have a show, however long it may be. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, uh, Instagram, BSOTV. Not on Snapchat that much anymore, but if you wanna follow on Snapchat, it's Robert Latow. Normally, mostly on Instagram. Snapchat is starting to feel like my space to me. Maybe I get an intro and an outro, uh, starting in September. Let me, uh, I'm going to, I'm actually going to work on that right now. We'll work on an intro, uh, and an outro, uh, for the show. And we will debut that on, uh, probably not Labor Day. So let's say, uh, we we'll debut the intro outro on the 4th, uh, Tuesday, the 4th, before I, I head out of town, uh with the girlfriend we're going it's a long story maybe i tell 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 about it on the podcast on tuesday uh it has to do with bundles and some dude named brandon that does hair it's, it's a lot it's a long it's a long story but until then i'm out i hit the wrong button when i said i'm out <laughs> ha ha let's do that again not gonna go back though i'm out